0: So the Hurricanes are out, or are they actually even more in on Eric Carlson? Good morning to you. Good. Tuesday morning, I'm Dan Kovacovich of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. The Eric Carlson story, as I would mentioned yesterday, has lots of moving parts, lots of moving tentacles within those moving parts, it seems. Because yesterday, when Carolina management added a fourth right-handed defenseman to their mix by signing Tony D'Angelo, one year, $1.6 million, not a big financial deal, obviously. But it sure looked like they were setting themselves up as in that's it they're done they have no more use for carlson or any other right-handed defenseman however however upon closer inspection that might not be the case see here's the thing the hurricanes are kind of up against it meaning the cap as are almost all nhl teams certainly those who are in contention And earlier this offseason, they spent a bunch of that on Dmitry Orlov, the former Washington guy who came over from Boston. And they put themselves in a spot where they've got a lot of these guys. I mean, it's feeling for years now like the Hurricanes almost have a monopoly on all the better mobile defensemen in the Eastern Conference. But that's just what they prioritize. It's what they believe in then Orlov sure won't disappoint them in that regard. But the odd man out, apparently, in this scenario, in Raleigh, is Brett Pesci, who's been there for seven years, a good, reliable guy, who's a draft pick of theirs who came up through the system, and he's only 28 years old. And there's been a theory for a while now that Carolina's piece that's being offered to Mike Greer in San Jose for Carlson is Pesci. Now, we can get into a back and forth as to who was a better defenseman between Pesci and the Penguins' Jeff Petrie over different points of their career, but you can't do it now. You can't do it now. Petrie's eight years older, and Petrie's more expensive. Pesci's $4 million, Petrie's $6 million. And who knows what other components might be in on the Carolina end. Carolina might not be saddling, for example, the Sharks with Mikhail Granlin's salary. Five million. So as much as I saw yesterday, saw, heard, read everywhere, that this was a sign that the hurricanes are done and they're out on Carlson. No, no, no. Signals were sent out already that they're not done on the blue line. And all of this begs the question, purely from the Pittsburgh perspective, how far do you go? How far do you go? Because if you're the Sharks, and as I mentioned this yesterday, if you're Greer and you've got your player telling you he wants out, and you know everybody else has cap constraints and Everyone knows your guy wants out, and everyone has no money to spare to pick up your $11.5 million megastar defenseman off of you. You've got almost no bargaining power, but almost isn't none. And if Greer looks in the direction of Raleigh and says, you'll give me Brett Pesci and... I don't know, some other future stuff, you know, draft picks, prospects, whatever. And Pittsburgh's going to give me two guys, one of whom I have no use for, meaning Granlund and Petrie, who's not going to be of any use to me maybe after the coming season, maybe not even this coming season. So here, Kyle Dubas is what I, Mike Greer, want. I want Marcus Pedersen. Pedersen's a fairly expensive player. He's right around that same range. Difference is, Pedersen is a younger guy who stepped up last season and for significant stretches was Pittsburgh's very best guy at the position. That allows Greer to not only collect all of his future wares, but also to save some face with that franchise's fan base. Listen, I mean, we understand we're not getting... Carlson back, but this guy's a pretty good hockey player, instead of what it would appear like the only viable deal with the Penguins would be, which is just a complete, I have to move this guy, so I'm going to move this guy type of transaction. So I'll ask it again. Let's presume, again, this is purely hypothetical. I have never once heard Marcus's name from inside anything, so please don't say, I rumor this, rumor that. No. Okay, I have no idea as to whether or not Marcus's name has ever come up. However, meaning between the actual parties, not in hockey with two Y's, room hours with two Z's at the end. Okay, I'm talking about like actual people that are involved in the process. How far do you go if you're Dubas? Do you say to yourself, all right, listen, in a normal world, you trade Marcus Pedersen for Eric Carlson like that. And you don't even think about what else is involved, but that's not, that's not this. That's not this setting. There are draft picks that'll be involved. There might be prospects that are involved. I can't fathom who, but you never know what another team might see in the same system that you're tired of looking at. There's going to be other components to it as well. A lot of it just heavily cash-involved. And to do all that, and then to throw in, which is what it would feel like, Pedersen? I don't know. I don't know. At some point, at some point, you have to say that's enough of just getting rid of the younger players, or not playing the younger players, or worse by far, not having any younger players. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q, since this is apparently the all-Swedish edition of Daily Shot Penguins, comes from Lasse Eriksson over in Sweden. He says, hi DK, love your Daily Shots over here. I have a question for you. Who would you rank in fifth place on the Penguins' all-time list behind Mario Lemieux, Sidney Crosby, Jaromir Jager, and Yevgeny Malkin? And I'm not going to lie to you, Lasse, I I gave this first just a instant of thought and came up with the answer. But then I backed off and said, hang on a second. I mean, they've been around for half century and change, won a lot of championships, won a lot of individual awards. Let's give this some real thought. And I did. And I thought about the goaltending position to start there. And Tom Barrasso just now going into the Hall of Fame. And I thought about Marc-Andre Fleury, who holds all of the goaltending records. And he'll have a shot at the hall himself someday. And then I thought about other forwards, all of these forwards, all these phenomenal forwards and scorers who've passed through. And even going back into the 70s, when lucky Pierre LaRouche was putting up 54 goals, Rick Kehoe was a 50-goal guy the supporting cast that would end up being built eventually around Mario with half of that group going into the hall. Now on into the 90s. And if we were talking about talent alone, nothing other than talent, Alexei Kovalev makes it somewhere onto this list. I don't care where. He just does. But at the end of the day, you don't really have to overthink things. I've been saying for years now, including when it was very much uncool, that Chris Letang is the greatest defenseman in franchise history. Please don't come back at me with Paul Coffey, who was only here for five years, Larry Murphy, who was only here for that long. Yes, they've richly earned their spots in the Hall. Coffey's one of the greatest offensive defensemen the game not only has ever seen, will ever see. Just wasn't here very long. Letang's been here for 17 years. Letang's been here for three cups. Letang holds every record that you could possibly cite for a defenseman with this franchise. Now, he's never gotten a Norris Trophy, and I don't know that he will at this stage of his career, although we have seen uh, over time in hockey where defensemen will have truly spectacular years even into their late 30s. Raymond Bork jumps out for me in that category, but he's the one. He's the one. I would put him above any of the goaltenders I'd consider. I would put him above any of the forwards that I'd consider, and I would put him well above any of the defensemen. He's the one. I appreciate the question, last Lasse. I appreciate everyone who listens to Daily Shot of Penguins. Whether it's in Sweden or South Africa or, you know, right here in Pittsburgh. Let's do it again tomorrow, guys.